They loose, slipping, party and bullshitting. Podcast girls, they putting they two cents in. They loose, slipping, party and bullshitting. Podcast girls, they putting they two cents in. Tea sipping, tea sipping. Nothing's off limits at the table, they sitting. Zero filter, aka no chill. Grab your seat, bells and popcorn, it gets real. Hello, where you at? Debbie, where you at? Going live, log on. Podcast is the trap. Loose slipping, yeah. They loose slipping, hey. Loose slipping, hey. They loose slipping, hey. So welcome to another episode of Loose Lips Podcast. This is your girl Lo, and I finally have a new weave. Woo. This is your girl Deb Cake, still recuperating from the weekend. And it's on Saturday. And Siri wants to join in on us. And this is a special episode of Loose Lips Podcast. Shout out to all of our listeners on Anchor.fm, Spotify, and whenever you get your podcast from. This episode is titled The Black Man. And we have some intelligent, opinionated black men in the building with us tonight that I think will bring a lot of greatness to this conversation. So can you fellas introduce yourselves? Somebody wait Rain up. I'm listening. I just assumed in my mind. All right, go ahead. We ain't good breathing. Y'all don't try to play me first thing on the show. It really is just low. No, shout out to you, B. I'm, uh, I'm DJ Rain, man. Uh... One half of the I Say Podcast, uh, soul creator, the dopest mixtape made by a DJ this year. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happy to be here. Is it live? Yeah. Oh, it's not showing up. better be. I don't say that. Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> Why the camera over there? Podcast. Happy to be here. I'm so glad you're happy to be here. Introduce yourself, sir. Simon. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this we is. have uh, Simon in zero, the building. A zero podcast. Um, <laughs> just me, man. I'm here to. Mr. Talk. Action. Yeah. All that. He's got a lot of opinions. A lot of them. That's why he's here. Most, most of them are good. Yeah, I, I agree with most of some of your stuff <laughs> that you post. So thank you, fellas. For showing up tonight. Mm-hmm. So to all of our listeners, um, the reason why I wanted to have this episode, um, I posted it on social media, but sometimes y'all niggas don't read. Um, going on social, <laughs> going on social media, Facebook, That's Twitter, so the Instagram. Black woman is reading is what you're kind of. Whoa, wait a minute now. Can, can, can I get my spill out? Maybe y'all niggas don't just mean. Can, can, can I get my spill out? Go in on me, DJ Rain. 
Okay. Thank okay, you. thank you. Thank you for realigning my thought process. <laughs> you're very, very welcome. That's what I'm here for. So whenever I've gone on social well, media, there's been a disconnect from what I've seen between black men and black women. Black men have really just been venting about the situations, the issues that they have to deal with, whether it be relationships, their kids' mothers, feeling like women are not loving them properly, and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm bringing y'all guys in. Have some questions. I know y'all going to be honest. I know y'all going to be very opinionated. That's why y'all are here. This is not an episode for either myself or Debbie to go in on y'all. But, Rain, if you go off the tracks, we'll reel you back in. <laughs> but we I'm are, just happy I love, to be here. I'm happy no. you're here, Rain. I haven't seen your beautiful face I'm in so long. I'm just going to let my little light shine. You're a legend. Let, let it shine. Light of mine. Mm-hmm. Let it shine. Yes, Lord. Look at me. All right. So my very... Oh, God. Because somebody didn't pack this up today. I didn't bring that That's up. It's not gonna work, ma'am. Okay. It's gonna work a little bit. Go ahead. It's gonna fall. Okay. Mm-mm. First question. Are black men loved properly? I seen a quote. I think you might even shared it. Where it was like black men, you have to have a certain amount of money in order for a black woman to love you properly. Shit. Women love me properly. I'm so <laughs> sick of you. <laughs> I don't have to explain it to I mean, I feel like, man, listen, I ain't trying to discredit shit nobody saying, but I feel like you got to look at the character of the people who complaining. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If And a lot of these men complaining, too, that's their way, that's their game. Mm-hmm. That's their way of shooting their shot. Complaining, oh, I'm, women don't love me properly and hoping some women leave a comment. <laughs> I love them, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's sad, but that's true. Yeah, that ain't shit but game, man. Like. I don't know. If a woman wasn't loving me properly, I wouldn't put it on the internet. Mm. Right? <sighs> I mean, I agree with it. So I'll just try to put it in a different context or different examples. But people, if you say shit on the internet and you're mm-hmm. angry, period, you're not going to find context on the internet. Mm-hmm. All you're going to do on the internet is market yourself. So you can market an image and give context there. But if you go off popping off the lip about your auntie, your cousin, mm-hmm. your family, some nigga you don't fuck with no more, some bitch you didn't burn shit, whatever that dumb shit is, mm-hmm. all you do is lose context and you seem suckerish. Mm-hmm. So I would say to keep it simple in that context, if you mad about anything, don't get on the fucking internet, nigga. Mm-hmm. That would be my first my first thing that, hey, off top. So you shouldn't even be posting this shit in the first place. Mm-hmm. And my second thing is, you know, aside from his point, a lot of that shit is really suckerish, but... If you feel like you at a point in your life where you low, and that can be male or female, but we're talking about black men, you have to be in your own adult life accountable to say, shit, I need help. Like, if I feel unloved, mm-hmm. if I feel like my depression is increasing, I feel like shit is hard, this is the only life you got, and these are the only cards you're going to get handed, so you, mm-hmm. you might want to play them accordingly. Unless, but zoom in on you, though. Do you feel like you're loved as a black man? I'm fucking, I'm blessed, I'm loved. There you go. Mm. Happy as shit. So, Mr. Sherman, yeah. can you scoot over some so the people in the camera can see you a little bit more? Okay. I appreciate your services. Um, well, for me, I, th- th- I think this conversation started from a meme, and it was mm-hmm. a, it was saying something about you got to have a certain amount of money for women to love you mm-hmm. as a black man. But I personally feel like. I feel like it's true. I don't feel like... I, I understand what y'all saying. Like, oh, men that get on there and talk about this kind of stuff are kind of looking for attention in some ways more than others. But it's just a platform to speak. Just like this is on the internet right now. This is a 
the internet that turned into a place where you have these kind of conversations. You don't just meet up with people in your neighborhood no more and chill at the house and really talk what well, some people do. But not a lot of people do. People have these conversations through podcasts and through grouping up with other people. So that's how this type of thing pop off. But I personally feel like some women are looking for looking for you to have a certain amount of money. It's not just, oh, this man can take care of himself. It's, oh, I'm looking for the baller. And I'm not talking about me personally. I'm talking about a societal issue where to where women are coming out saying mm-hmm. they want the baller, they want a nigga that sells drugs, or they want a nigga at the top of his career, whatever, whatever. And all that's cool, mm-hmm. but for the man that's coming up or the man that's not to that status yet, I feel like, you know, he get he get left out a little bit when it comes to the certain type of women. And I tell men that feel that way, well, do you need to look for a different type of woman? So, right. I, I, I don't personally feel that way, but I know it goes mm-hmm. on. I know it exists. But I don't have an issue with it because I wouldn't just, I wouldn't fuck with no woman like that. Any woman that's looking for monetary gain, mm-hmm. I wouldn't fuck with them. Period. So, in y'all personal experiences with dealing with women, mm-hmm. particularly black women, you feel like you've been loved properly. <clears throat> Outside of whatever the ones I disagreements, to. the ones that you've allowed love yeah. to love you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I've always been loved properly. Now you sometimes you don't get fucked properly. Mm. Gotta, well that's you know, another conversation. <laughs> that's gotta, real though. You gotta, right. you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, I just <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 right? Clear my shit so I can speak my shit. But I mean, I just, I just feel like, yes, I've been loved properly in 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 relationships and just from a family perspective with love and anything that you know ain't perfect mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not a great thing. You know, and at the end of the day, you got to be accountable with shit. I just feel like. If anything in my life is fucked up, I don't have a finger to point. I got to be accountable for, like, all of it. That's kind of where I am now. So I really wouldn't, if I had a problem with a black woman, which I don't, I wouldn't blame my problems on the black woman. You feel me? So. I understand. I like all of your answers. I don't think any answer could be wrong because you're just speaking from your personal experience. Um, Debbie, as a black woman, do you feel like you have loved a black man properly? Um, I feel like it's the um the person it's everybody's gonna be different. I can't love you like I love somebody else because mm-hmm. everybody needs something totally different. Mm-hmm. So it's all about getting to know the person to figure them out. Just really figure them out. Like I can't say it's almost like comparing. You can't compare relationships because each relationship is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Well, so, in those relationships, did you based on how that relationship went? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, y'all do. What's mm-hmm. y'all's idea of loving a man? What that mean to y'all? I'm be honest with you. I don't think I can answer that. Okay. I don't think that. Um, I don't think I've ever. When I look back on the relationships that I had, which I haven't had many, one was for five years, one was for six. It wasn't love. You weren't in love none of the time. I thought. I was, but now when I look back on it, my first one that I was in, um, that one was five years. I met him like 19 or 20. And um, I've always tell people he was a great man. He was great with my kids. We weren't great together. You know, so it was more of a relationship of convenience because he met me when my son was still an infant. So that was like the only father figure that they knew, my son and my daughter. And I didn't want to take that from them. But 
him and I just, we, I was too, he would always tell me I was too independent for him. And so we actually sat down and decided that it was best if we parted. The relationship after that, well, that was some bullshit. Mm -hmm. I went through anything that you can imagine that you can go through in a relationship, I went through in that relationship. So when I look back on them, um, I don't think it was love on either one of our ends. And so, I, if I was to answer a question, if I loved them properly, I probably didn't. You know, so I really can't answer that, in my opinion. Debbie? I'm, I'm, that was a good question. It was. <laughs> that, that was, was a good not, one. That was not on the docket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fly well, I appreciate um, that. <laughs> it's more of an emotion thing, though. Like, so, it's just all about just being there, supporting them. And just being being there for them in any way that you physically can, emotionally, mentally, it's just about being there. I mean, I've done and, that. And, and just still show get you nowhere. Just, no, it, not all people. Some people mm. appreciate it. Some people don't. Yeah. I'm gonna tell us a simple answer. You gotta love a man. What loving a man means, you gotta figure out how he love himself. And what he hated about himself. Mm. And whatever he hated about himself, you got to love it. Mm. And that's how you love your man, right? Yes. That's free game. Type that. Free. 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 Okay. Now, you can't see it. <laughs> 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 I, I want to touch on what Simon was mentioning earlier about the women, the money, the mm. drug dealers. Me and Debbie. Me and Debbie have talked about this before. The perception. We, we have <laughs> dated Drug dealers. Mm -hmm. uh, the street pharmaceuticals. Yeah, street from pharmacists. Yeah. Yeah. CVS. Yeah. Um, we've dated people that date, uh, worked at CVS. And um, I, I will say, just for me, I'm not going to say you have to have a certain amount of money for me to love you properly. But I ain't going to be messing with nobody that's just doing nothing, you know. Don't have anything to bring to the table. I actually had a conversation with this guy last week. He has five kids, five baby mothers. Um, he's dating a girl who has a child. He's paying a lot of child support. He really don't have any money. And he was just like, but why can't a woman, you know, just be with me because I'm trying. I'm like, well, how long have you been trying? You know, trying is one thing. But trying for five years is a whole nother thing. And that's one thing that I'm not going to be able to do. Like, I have nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with a man working on himself, better himself, mm -hmm. trying to get to where he's at. Because no one comes out the womb perfect with a silver spoon in their mouth. Not everybody. Mm -hmm. A lot of us have to get it out the mud. But if you've been trying for five years, my guy, then... Is there any progress in the five years? I, I mean, from him... Because, I mean, I don't date him, but my friend girl dates him. And I told her, girl, you can do better. That's another story. Um... <laughs> But just me, like, I told him straight up, like, I could not deal with a guy like him. You got five kids, five baby mothers. Most of your money goes to child support. You really don't have any money after that. And then you're dating a female who has a child. And she's busting her butt working two jobs. Like, to me, like, that's a lose-lose situation. But child support is just a, a topic for another day. Because, I mean, that shit... We're going to discuss that. Yeah, I often say it's on the docket. Okay, oh, good. Because that shit right there. Slow it down. But no, this is that, like, because he was trying to say that women, um, particularly black women, 
um, don't support black men or want a black man who's trying. We just want someone who's already established. And I told him there's nothing wrong with trying, but when you're trying for five years, then that's where the problem sets in. And he got a girlfriend. Yes. So obviously he he fulfilling whatever needs she got. So well, I mean, I, I mean, maybe, but I know she complains to me all the time. Oh. So I don't know what type of is it could be. Is it she complaining that they don't do anything because she don't have money to do anything, or yeah. is she complaining about like relationship stuff, like stuff that they're having, like things that they're dealing with yeah, relationship that's, that's not relationship yeah. things. She's having a bus. She's working two jobs, and she does hair because he doesn't have as much money, so she has to pay so all the, the money bills. Issues that she and has. then like some of his kids live with them, and she only has one child, mm. and. So it's extra expenses going on, and well, she made it seemed like she already made I the decision. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when you come yeah. in and he tell you up front, "Hey, bam, 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 boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom," and you like, "Okay," and yeah. now you get in, now you go complain to your friend. That's part of the problem with the black man and the black woman. Mm-hmm. Instead of the black woman being up front with the black man and saying, "Hey, man, this is too much for me, and I'm good," like you yeah. would have told somebody. She like accepted it, but now she now it's a problem. Not and a problem. I always tell people, men and women, it's okay to be upfront with someone and let them know what it is you're looking for, what it is that you're not gonna do. Right. Because I tell dudes at all times, this is what I will do, this is what I won't do, this is how it's gonna be. Take mm-hmm. it or leave it. Right. And I don't see nothing wrong with that because then, because I'm not gonna give you a persona or a facade that I'm not gonna maintain. It's just not gonna happen. Now, question: So they yeah. they live together? Yes. Girl, unfortunately. Okay, so that right. Why does she put herself in that situation? First of all, y'all know me: separate houses, happy spouses. Oh, there we go, this shit. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like. Even if it wasn't it like yeah. it isn't so was him like it don't make sense what? because what? if you have a, a problem with the five kids you have a problem with him not having money was mm-hmm. him moving in a part of the plan to help out financially to kind of I don't down see how he could help out financially because he's not having to pay all his bills by himself he actually has somebody there mm-hmm. that I just think this uh, from what I've seen and from what I've been told they honestly just need to to me separate. Because, because he don't have money. Is it because he don't have money? That's what I'm saying. Money, money will make, ruin relationships. Because he's bringing in five kids. She's bringing one. She already accepted them kids when... Yeah, yeah they, but, so. but I understand she accepted it. But this is my thing. If I'm a single mother and I have one child. Mm-hmm. And it's just been me and my child. Like me and my situation. It's just me and my two. Mm-hmm. So we have a routine. Mm-hmm. We we know what it is over here. Mm-hmm. Then I get with this man. Mm-hmm. He brings in X amount of kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I'm with you, I accept your kids. We decide to combine the family. Mm-hmm. Now this is hypothetical speaking. That's why I said that. You said you understand. Nobody else. Okay, hypothetical speaking. Okay, this ain't my situation. Okay, but he comes in with he comes in with X amount of kids. Okay. My thing is, in the beginning, prior to them joining their families together, mm-hmm. she already knew his situation. Right. She already knew his financial status uh-huh. was really negative. Okay. You should have stopped that before y'all combined. Because now all you're doing is complaining about the situation when you knew what the situation was prior to you agreeing to it. Right. Yeah. So that's her problem. Yeah, yeah it is. She she thought, it is her problem. It is her problem. But it's also his problem, too. Because my thing is, as a man, if you have all these goddamn kids, and if you're going to try to date somebody... And want to take on their X amount of kids too. You got to be able to afford all this shit. But it again, it goes back to her accepting and agreeing yes. the situation. Yes, with they're, both the they're, they're both to blame. They're both to blame. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna say, I mean, she's she 
yeah, she she, she is herself. herself too. She she really has no room it. at this. She, she has no room to complain. I'm not gonna say she doesn't have room to complain because she's a human. People get upset. Right. They want right. to complain, but I do agree. It is her fault because she had X amount of time to nip it in the bud. Right. And I and in that situation, what's her conversations with him like? Are we working on making more money? Or you know well, she tells me that he got two jobs. She tells me five kids. He need to have two jobs. She need ten. She tells me that I they have conversations, but I mean, I really don't know because I'm not in the household when I leave. So, mm-hmm. but that's just the situation. Yeah, but niggas like young young thug, uh, you know. I don't want to just start naming people who have a lot of kids who are financially sound. You don't hear none of these problems about none of that bullshit. You know, like they still completely in there. And for me, it's as simple as this. It's just two types of women. It's women that'll make you better, and there's women that won't. Mm-hmm. That That's true. it. Mm-hmm. No, and you just got to choose wisely. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Next topic. Black men and mental health. Ooh. Okay. You know, in the black community, we've always been told pray about it. Mm-mm. They don't see somebody. They don't. They don't really want you to see anyone. Ginger ale. Ginger ale. Well, uh, Pearl will always give us Pepto business for everything. <laughs> oh, girl, no, my mama like laxative. Ginger ale and the laxative. Laxative clean out everything. Pearl will give us warm tea and honey and the Pepto bismo. Girl, I had to have my penis taken out, and my mama had gave me a laxative like the day before. Bitch, I went the whole time. I was never five I had really bad menstrual cramps, and Pearl gave me some Pepto Bismol. Said, gonna do for "Lay down." I said, "Pearl, this is stuff, but whatever." But <laughs> mental health—you got a lover, um, child. You ain't got no choice but the lover. Uh, shout out to Pearl, Grandma. Um, mental health—we've always been told. I know when I was coming up, if anything happened, it was always kind of swept up up under the rug. Mm-hmm. You was told not to cry. Um, pray about it, and um, I see it with younger black men who are in single parent homes, which I don't agree with. Telling them that they're the man of the household, I never tell my son he's the man of the household. I'm not putting all that weight on his mm-hmm. shoulders. He's a child. He's a teenager. He mm-hmm. should never feel like he's the man of the household. He needs to protect me and his sister. He's a child. It's my job to protect him. Um, as far as your guys, you guys experience like with mental health. You know, because mental health can be anything. Anxiety, yes. depression, mm. bipolarism. Not saying y'all have it. Just saying it could be anything. Like, you know, have y'all ever went through anything and y'all kind of felt like, you know, no one was listening to you. No one wanted to hear you. You couldn't deal with it. It had to be swept up on the rug. This is my cup of tea right here. <clears throat> mm. Mental health. Yes, You were talking? But at the same time, like, you know, coming up, I'm the youngest of 10. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what I always heard, you know. My um older sibling is, my sibling closest to me is 13 years older than me. So mm-hmm. that's always what I heard, suck it up, you know what I'm saying. But I don't really, like, talk to a lot of people about shit I have going on. Really, except rain, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Because it ain't too many people that I've encountered in life who done went through all the shit I done went through. So, I mean, I, we can't relate. Yeah. If I'm talking to you about what I done went through in my life, you like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, but I feel like um, uh, therapy is cool. 
And a lot of people who can't relate, then they start diagnosing. <laughs> well, maybe you're depressed. <laughs> it's possible you're bipolar. Motherfucker, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. So, because you're not familiar with it, you just feel like something wrong with this nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But this um, ain't crazy. Yeah. So the the best thing I would say, like, uh, if you got mental health issues or, or anxiety issues, um, what I would encourage just don't deal with it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Alcohol, drugs, shit like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, find you somebody who you relate to and and who you know, like, it's judgment-free when you're talking. That's the biggest thing. Sometimes you talk to motherfuckers and judgment is cast. And right. that, that's more hurtful They're looking than at you, yeah. Yeah, so, you know. Mr. Sherman? I, I think just in general, we all talk, you know, to be tough. As men, as you know, mm-hmm. and this is for no matter what your nationality is, you talk as a man. You're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be tough. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to just take it, you know. And I, I never done it before. I never done therapy before, but I probably need it. <laughs> probably needed it more before than I do now. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think everybody needs somebody to talk to. You know, in the black family, you really don't talk about a lot of personal issues mm-hmm. with your family like you're supposed to. And, um, you know, you, you see the shit on TV and you hear about it, but then it's like, damn, I ain't know it was supposed to be like that. So it's kind of like trial and error. You just go through shit and learn how to deal with it. But, you know, we probably should teach our kids differently. Like, you know, if it's something you need to talk about, come talk to me. That's what I try to tell my boys. If it's something, you know, going on at the house, something that happened to you at school, like, you mm-hmm. need, for, don't be scared. You need to come tell me about it. We need to talk about it. Yeah. And I think that's the first part of it. And then on on the other part of it, when it comes to dealing with your woman, you need to talk to your woman about issues that y'all have mm-hmm. or things that you're going through, so she know how not to come at you and what things not to say. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you get in relationships with people you don't know the trauma that they don't already been, been through. through. Yeah. So you just come in and you saying and doing anything, and you don't know how that's affecting that person. So mm-hmm. it affects you in all aspects of life, man. But you need to you need to find a, a find a person to talk to, somebody to get that off of you. You know, I I probably should go, but you know, I'm I kind of got to the point where I learned how to deal with things myself, and everybody ain't like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't have the same mental strength. Other people not be might not be able to take the things that you can take. So, do you I, think you just dealing with it by yourself that you actually dealt with it, probably, or just kind of suppressed it? Probably suppressed, but you know, like I said, when you just train to get through it, it's just like shit. You just deal with it. You know, nothing to where I'm at kill myself and no yeah. shit like that but you know everybody go through certain shit and it's just like you just gotta learn how to deal with it get through it but you know it'll probably be e- it's easier when you're talking about it and when you mm-hmm. got somebody to come to and somebody to really vent to and somebody that really can give you some good advice on how to yeah. go forward instead of you just saying man i'm just i gotta think about it and come up with something on my own but you know if you got those kind of issues where you feel like it's too much the way you about to jump off the ledge mm-hmm. you need to talk to somebody yeah, now I, I, I know this one cat man he killed himself and you know i used to always see him on the internet posting little strange stuff and it's actually my homeboy little cousin and i used to see him posting strange shit i'm like 
man, I'm going to talk to dude, man. Yeah. I'm a, when I get a chance, I'm going to talk people, to dude. Yeah, they ask and dude killed himself, man. That shit yeah. fucked me up for a while because I'm like, damn, like, I, all I had to do was inbox and be like, yo, man, what's going on? Whatever, whatever. You know, if you see somebody going through that shit, it's, it's better to speak then, you know what I mean? And don't let that shit linger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people be, like you said, everybody, hey, we, we all got sound minds, man. You know, you got to thank God for a sound mind because everybody ain't got it, man. Mm -hmm. People out here struggling just to think on a day-to-day, -day, so, yeah. Rain? So I'm wired a little different on, on this, so, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, I, I, went, I went to therapy. I, I went to a few sessions. It was fucking horrible. Mm -hmm. um, but I did have antidepressants mm -hmm. and on top of that I was still drinking and smoking heavily you know? okay. so um, I got to a point where I just fucking a lot of people don't even know this shit but it's cool so I can just wear my truth mm -hmm. but I just packed all of the shit I could fit in my little Honda and I just drove mm -hmm. I had like an ounce of weed and some tequila and gas mm -hmm. so when I ended up where I ended up which was Louisiana I was homeless after about three weeks of staying with my partner mm -hmm. and his family. They were like, this is weird. And I agree, this is weird. Yeah. We're both better off. We're better <laughs> off, you know, to sum that all up. So I was fucking homeless having nothing. So while I was coping, no therapy, mm -hmm. no pot to piss in, all I did was exercise, drank a lot, smoked a lot more, and prayed every day. And I got through a whole lot of shit. Mm -hmm. So... Maybe I was self-medicating. Maybe some people said I needed this and they needed that. But I'm like, I'm like, yes, I got to the point. I don't need to talk about shit. Because when you think about black culture specifically, like, all of us have made it through shit. Like, if you successful, like, that's the, way, that's the reason you want to hear a successful person's story. Because yeah. you want to know everything that they made it in despite of. Everybody knows somebody with talent that could have did a whole lot of shit, should have did a whole lot of shit, but fucked up. And they can sit on the couch and do the same drugs I like, but want to get bring me down with some bullshit. I could have made it here. I could have did. I don't care, honestly. Like, cause we, I'm at a point now where I know it's fucked up. It's, it should be, and that's what it is. But you got to be accountable as a black man. Like, I can't say nothing I don't got is because somebody else did something. Mm -hmm. I should have did more in that situation, and that's why I'm with my mindset. So. Like, do I need to talk? No. Do I talk about my problems? No. Yeah. Not. But, like, I take pride in that. Like, that feeds me to go harder. Like, I don't need to tag in. Yeah. I don't need, oh, my God, I need to talk. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm not, and again, I'm not discrediting those who need it, you mm -hmm. know. But, you know, for me, that doesn't give me the fuel that makes me go hard every day. You know, like, I don't give a damn what's going on. I'm still going to get it. Mm -hmm. I'm still expected to get it. Like, I don't, you know. Dwayne Lynch on Facebook said good insight. Well, appreciate you. He's <laughs> <laughs> on my nerves. Hey, <laughs> um, Debbie, you said this is your topic right here, Dr. Phil. It's not Dr. Phil. <clears throat> but. Were you trying to go of, live? The no, I'm not trying to go live. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how to send my location, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to dig it. Thank you. All right. But anyway. I just feel like in the black community, period, a lot of people have, and it's not even just men and women, we feel like, oh, medication is, it's, they feel like it's for white people. Medicine is not, we don't need that, or you just need to whoop their ass, or you just acting crazy, ain't nothing wrong with you. And it's like, therapy is really needed. Like, I go through a lot with my son. But it's a, it's a battle between me and his dad sometimes because he doesn't agree with it. 
he feel like it's not needed. There's nothing wrong, and he's just a boy. No, there's something wrong. He feels like therapy is bullshit because what like I don't I don't understand why you feel that way so at the end of the day you have to make decisions for yourself you have to make decisions for your kids or whoever else it may be to just get help like you said you gotta start you gotta accept the fact that first you have an issue you have a problem mm-hmm. some people don't and some people don't even know that they have a problem like that's one of the biggest things some people don't even know that they have an actual problem like you'll have days when you don't want to get out of the bed or whatever the case may be your friends might notice a difference but it's just like oh well it's okay honey such and such just broke up she's just going through some hella feelings hurt or some people when you have death and death and they act different ways all depression isn't oh i don't want to get out my bed some depression is laughing all the time and covering that shit up Mm-hmm. Um, so when you have to just be aware of your friends and knowing the people that you deal with to know when something is off and there's nothing wrong with saying hey mm-hmm. you okay or here here's my number call me anytime or if you know of somebody that they can talk to let them talk to them because like you said like I, like you said before it's all about getting somebody that you can relate to like I had a friend girl that was going through something with her husband I've never been married I've never went through a divorce I can't give you no insight on that yeah like, the worst I've been through is a, a long-term relationship to end it. It's not the same as losing the husband. Mm-hmm. So, I told, she talked to one of my, my cousins, and they were able to relate because my cousin has been there and done all of that. Yeah, praying works, but it's also better to get that shit off your chest. Have you dealt with depression? I have dealt with, yes. I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with anxiety. I've even been to the point where I was ready to kill myself, and my daughter walked in the bathroom. I'm just, I'm just saying. I just, yeah. So it's like it happens. A lot of people see me all the time. They're like, "Oh, you always so happy and smiling and blah 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 blah." I done came a long damn way because it's a lot of days. It's a lot of days that I didn't feel like smiling or I didn't want to get out of the bed or I. At the end, I went to work days where I feel like I was dead. Like, no expression, pale. Like, I dragged myself out of bed because it, I had to take care of my kids. Yeah. It's just me and them. So, I have to take care of them. So, yeah, it's it's definitely real. And a lot of people just see me laughing and smiling. And at the end of the day, I will go home and close my door. And just cry. Yeah, like, and get in the bed. And it's hard when you have kids because your kids are looking and they don't really know what to do. And you have to still take care of them. Like, right. So, yeah. Transparent moment. Transparent moment. Go ahead. I don't know if I can do that. You ready? Go ahead. I got you. All right. This is taking a turn. <laughs> 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 well, no, because it is a like me and Debbie yeah, always say if we come on the show, we not gonna just fake the funk. We don't tell yeah, everything. I, I, I see, yeah. But like we're talking about like walking your truths. We're here <laughs> yeah, as guides. So like. I think, like, with me, and I don't talk about this, and I never talk about it. Mm-hmm. Debbie knows it because she's family. Like, I didn't have my parents growing up. Mm-hmm. My dad was in jail for murder. He was a drug dealer. My mom was a drug dealer. My aunt and my uncle took me in. But it was a lot of anger with me and my sister because our mom would, she would be in and out. And she dealt with drug abuse 
she had her own, you know, issues she was going through. And in our family, it was, oh, you'll be okay. Just pray about it. Good. You know, stuff like that. But me and my sister, you know, when you're a kid, you don't understand, mm -hmm. you know, why your mom doesn't want you. You know, why your dad's in jail. And everyone in the family is just saying, just pray about it. It'll be okay. You got a roof over your head. You got food to eat. You got clothes you on your back. You got other family members that love you. You need to be thankful for it. You know, if me and my sister would cry about the situation, like, they would get mad at us. And they would get to yelling at us and stuff. So, honestly, you know, me and Debbie was talking about this one day. Some people grow up on love. Some people grow up on survival. I grew up on survival. I grew up in Florida. That's where my dad's side of the family was from. I was down there with my mom. She was having the street selling drugs. It was just me and my sister in the house. I mean, one day the lights got turned off and I had hooked up like one of those long power cords from like the laundry room to our apartment just so we could have power. And then, you know, as we got older and we tried to talk to our mom about it, she'd be like, oh, you know, you're not going to make me feel bad for not being around, for not taking care of y'all, all this other type of stuff. So, you know, as a child, you take that into adulthood with you because you have no one to talk to about it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it kind of carries on into relationships. You know, if, you, if you're with someone, because your family does shape you into the person that you are. Right. And then not only did I deal with that, but then when my, my best friend, when he passed away from cancer, I was in a relationship at that time. That relationship was toxic. It was physical abuse. It was emotional abuse. I would go to work and just cry. I would want to cry at home, but I couldn't because I had my kids. And then he would be sitting up there yelling at me like the day of my, my brother's funeral. He comes to my house and cusses me out for going to the funeral and not picking up the phone and talking to him versus him trying to figure out, you know, if I'm okay and making a situation about him. Like, I remember I would literally just, like, sit in my room. Um, you know, I would take care of the kids. I would go to my room and I would just cry. Or I'd be at work and just be at my, my desk just crying and nobody would know that I was going through all that and I didn't sit down and I didn't talk to a therapist which I probably should have but I was kind of like rain I kind of just did it on my own mm -hmm. like a lot of prayer and then just had to come to terms with you know the woman that gave birth to me she is who she is that situation is never going to change and I just have to love her from afar my dad I don't have a relationship with him you know the one who slept with her that night <laughs> I don't have a relationship with him, um, and it is what it is, you know. I did have people that stepped up and, and took care of me, but, you know, it was also like, you know, why can't we talk to somebody about this type of stuff? And then when you get into a relationship with a toxic ind individual, mm -hmm. it doesn't help the stuff that you're already going through on top of the other stuff that happened because it's life. And it's just sad that, you know, a lot of people, especially in our community, just pray about it. You'll be okay. You have this, 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 and this. Why are you worried about this one thing over here? Well, this one thing over here has hurt me tremendously. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's sitting on me. And that's why I'm dealing with it. And, like, my son, like, he's 13, but my son sees a therapist. Because he has a lot of anger issues about his dad not being around. Which, I, you know, I even apologized to him about that. Because I made a decision to sleep with this man. And we made a child together. But it was just only one of us that stepped up. You know? And I don't want to be that person to tell myself, you got this, 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 and this. Why are you worried about that? No, you got this, 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 and this. But let's take care of this, too. Because mm -hmm. this is what's bothering you. 
Right. It'll fuck them up. Because, damn, for me, like, my pops, my mom and pops, they raised all my siblings. You know what I'm saying? My dad got killed when I was 16. So, to me, I felt like when I got older, my mom died the next year. Mm-hmm. To me, it was like, man, fuck. You know what I'm saying? If I would have had my pops through the, like, the most important years, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have got locked up. I wouldn't have done all that bullshit. And that's one of the things my attorney used when I fought my first case. He, like, you know, he didn't have his dad. You know what I'm saying? All of that shit. And you look at it and you resent other people. Like, I, for the longest, man, like, if people be like, yo, I'm going so well with my dad. Or, man, fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or if I was in a relationship, you don't come with my parents, man, fuck your parents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I was. And damn, for the longest, like, people always be like, oh, you got a mom and me? Like, you ain't my mama. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. finally, over the years, that broke down, like, now, I call A's mom, mom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can move on past it, but it, it definitely, damn, it's tough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All that, yeah, tough. and it do. Like, I had a conversation today, and we was talking about how you were raised. It does carry over to your relationship. I used to really feel like, oh, how you was raised ain't got nothing to do with it. Shit. You grown. Once you get grown, you know right from wrong. But it's like, you really don't know right from wrong, because all you know is how the fuck you were raised. Yeah. And, like, my last relationship, I felt like, he would, that was one of the things he would always say, you can call your mom and daddy. I don't got nobody that I can call. Ain't nobody going to be there for me. Like, that's, and it's like, you say that to me like it's my fault that I yeah. can call my mama and my daddy or whatever the case may be. And my daddy is not even really my biological. He, him and my mom have been together since I was in first grade. So that's the only daddy I know. He raised me. So it's just like, but from the outside looking in, everybody thought that was, oh, is this so perfect? No, the shit was never perfect. And that's why I have a lot of issues now. Like, I don't like arguing. I don't like screaming and fussing and fighting because I literally grew up in a household with my mama getting her ass whooped. And a lot of people don't even know that. Like, they look at my mama and be like, your mama? Yeah. we. That's I, I'll never forget. I was in the sixth grade. Like, I can remember this like yesterday. I woke up to my mama screaming. And he had kicked her upside the head with his steel toe boots. And it broke her jaw. And the doctor told them that it was he literally missed her um, temple by like a hair. Like literally. And you could have killed her right then and there. So it's just like in my mind when I'm in a relationship, when I hear screaming and yelling and arguing, it's like next I know we're going to put our hands on each other yeah. because that's how I was raised. And I don't ever want my kids to feel like I felt growing up. Like, it was just, like, little stupid shit. So, it does, and I had to make decisions to change that relationship because I don't want my kids modeling the shit that I went through. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm, like... So, they said, why you single? I've been mm-hmm. single for four years because I'm not dealing with it. Like, it's that's just not going to happen. That's, that's me because I've seen, like, my the woman that gave birth to me, not only was she addicted to drugs, but she was addicted to men, and they... Always came before me and my sister. But the relationships were always bad. Like, you know, I would always mm-hmm. see her end up physically being abused. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I had, you know, my first serious relationship, it was just, we just went right for each other. It wasn't really any physical and yelling or anything like that. But the second one was very toxic. And, you know, I grew up having to survive. So the only two people I think I truly know how to love are my kids. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm very independent because I had to be, you know, I had to get out there and, you know, make sure me and my sister ate, make sure we would bathe, make sure we, you know, would get up and have to 
go to school because, you know, she wasn't around to do any of that until we got into a stable living environment. So that's still with me today. Mm-hmm. And, like, whenever I do, you know, guys, you know, try to talk to me, like, oh, well, you so independent. That's a problem mm-hmm. for them. I said, well, I'm always going to be this way because from the minute I was brought into this world, I was shown by my own person that gave birth to me mm-hmm. that, you know, you, hell, if I don't love you and I'm not going to take care of you, what Man, makes you think anybody else, else is? Mm-hmm. So that's why I get out here and do it on my own and don't expect anyone else to do it for me because the two people you would think would take care of you don't. don't and they chose not to. And they tell you to this day, you're not going to make me feel bad for not loving and taking care of you. I don't feel bad. It is what it is. So I had to make that decision. It is what it is. I love you from afar. Mm-hmm. And I pray for it every night. That's all I can do. That's all you can do. And I, I kind of went through a similar situation. Like, I just met my father last year. Mm. So I was about to turn 31. And I, I, I looked for him a couple of times. But, you know, I had a stepfather that was with my mom for a long time. They've been married since, like, 93. But either way it go, um, when I finally talked to him, I, I grew up so, so long with so much pain and anger. Like, I used to tell people all the time, like, if I ever meet him, like, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to hit him in his shit. Like, yeah. Because I, I mean, I just felt so right. betrayed. Like when I see him, like this motherfucker left me. Like he's still living. He's somewhere right now. Like and then I was going through shit with my people, you know, with my mom and my step pops. I'm thinking like, you know, where the hell my daddy at? That's yeah. what I used to think. Where mm-hmm. the fuck is he at? Like I, I can leave this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But you know, once you have kids of your own, and you know, you start dealing with women, you start seeing little shit, you start noticing shit. So that that kind of faded once I got older. Mm-hmm. So when I talked to him, you know. It was it was no kind of hate towards him, but I, I asked him a few questions, you know, how shit went down, how it happened. But, you know, the only thing you can do, especially in your situation, the only thing you can do is raise your kids to be different. Anything mm-hmm. you don't like about society mm-hmm. or your family or shit you see in the world, the only change you can make is with mm-hmm. your kids. Yeah. So everything I don't like about myself, I try to teach my kids differently mm-hmm. you know what I mean I got I'm, I'm not a really affectionate person but I, my kids are because yeah. their mother real lovey lovey mm-hmm. and I'm more like I got boys so you know yeah. I slap them pop mm-hmm. shut up boy, hit them in the back of the head <laughs> that's my type of love so mm-hmm. I gotta learn that when they hug me I gotta hug them back yeah. I gotta mm-hmm. tell them I love them over the phone that's stuff I never heard from my, yeah. from my yeah. mama or my daddy you know I love you man you know be safe and stuff like that that was never us it was yeah. alright boy we see you later you know what I mean yeah. so mm-hmm. anything you don't like about how you came up in the and the situations that you went through, you have to instill differently in your kids or the cycle will continue. Mm-hmm. And even though you messed up, I know me, I know my situation ain't perfect. And even though I continue to do things, I know I got to tell them, hey, this mm-hmm. is not mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I think that's where most of your pain is coming from because it's like, she don't see any kind of wrong, wrong in what, in what she, she done. Because if she ever came to you and said anything different, it'd make you feel a whole lot better. So I tell my kids when when I when I've done something or do something that's wrong, I make sure I let them know, hey, this ain't what you do. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did this or I'm doing this, but this ain't what you do. That's right. like that's I did my kids like that. Like the other day I thought my son had ate my cookies. Y'all know how I ain't bought my snacks. <laughs> and he had to remind me, you know, that was you. You ate the cookies. Not like even the smaller stuff, like my bad. Yeah. You know, I apologize. That was was mommy's fault I shouldn't have did that and me and my kids we have conversations like you know they I'm very I kind of run my household like very strict but I'm kind of coming up off of that because my kids spend the summer with Debbie (laughs) 
Debbie's a totally different parent from me, but it's not. It's nothing wrong with that, you know. And um, they came back to me and told me some things, and we sat down and we had a conversation because I want my kids to always come to me because I didn't have that, mm-hmm. you know, because I want to know how they're feeling because they're teenagers and their hormones and there's stuff going on in school mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff, and I want them to be comfortable to come to me and stuff because before they weren't comfortable coming to me, and on the outside looking in, I can see why because I'm like. Mm-hmm. Straight, like get that done. You know, you got you you a straight A student. Why you gotta be? Like get that up. Like why are we doing this? You know better than that. Boo 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 boo. And stuff. So, so I'm kinda being just tad bit lenient, you know, but you know that we're having better conversations and stuff, like we're doing therapy and stuff together because they know my past, they know my childhood and everything and I just don't want them to tow around that anger that I know I still have. Mm-hmm. And that's why my son's in therapy, you know, because at one point my son told me he didn't believe in God because he's like, if there's a God, why why are you a single mom? Why are you doing this by yourself? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know what? Things happen, son. Mm-hmm. It's life. You just mm-hmm. have to deal with it the best that you can, and that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. So. One thing, if I can add really quick about depression, nowadays, especially with the younger generation, you have to be like, extremely careful because now they're more isolated than ever like in the black community even like in the 70s when there was so much of a a difficult time and a whole lot of shit going on Mm -hmm. and prohibition and and, and antitrust law slavery all that um it was a communal effect like you saw another black person Mm -hmm. it's love like yeah like Mm -hmm. but in this day and age niggas like niggas but niggas don't like yeah. niggas that's why you can have a story and everybody in here can have a story and people walk by and never connect or never mm-hmm. even just stop and say hey, hey. how mm-hmm. you are you yeah. all right yeah that never happens yeah. and now these younger kids they got the internet so like mm-hmm. they'll be they isolated like yeah. they like this in a group you know where even if you're not social in our generation or our age group you know how to engage in people mm-hmm. here yeah. in a group setting it's right. not like uh, abnormal. It was right. normal for us to at least be in certain societal mm-hmm. groups, whether you liked it or not. So you mm-hmm. knew how to interact. Right. They don't have to do that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They they just like this. So, they get in the room and text. Yeah. And if yeah. somebody's yeah. bullying yeah. you cyberly, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's hurting you that way, like it's a whole different ball mm-hmm. game with these kids. Mm-hmm. So I definitely just want you know that's that's important to take note of. But that's all, that goes back <clears throat> a lot of the stuff. Parents are so. Let me say. Let me how I said this. Parents these days are still growing up. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm 33, and my daughter is already in high school. So, we're, it's like you're, they're still in that age of a lot of people who parents aren't really parents. They're like, they want to be your friend, or they want to be your, your buddy, or... And it goes back to, like, you don't even... You're so busy trying to be out here in the streets and be be known or whatever that you're not even paying attention to the signs that your kids are showing at home that something is wrong. Like, you you too busy doing everything else, trying to stay up to date on the latest, whatever the case may be. But yo, you got a whole child at home that's probably failing in the class or going through something they depressed and you don't even know it because you're too busy worrying about everything else. Mm-hmm. Okay, Facebook. Daddy, oh. gonna shut you off. Yeah. But, but it's like, you gotta start paying. Like, a lot of parents, we're so young... That they don't pay attention to their kids. Like her. Like her. Key. <laughs> 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 Put it back on Facebook Live for me, please, doll. I so need to Wait a minute now. Just hit that Facebook option, please, child. Please, child. What, 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 Facebook at the bottom. Yeah. There you go. So it's just really about just kind of just staying, paying attention. Hit the live. Just hit the live. Where's See the live your kids. Up top. Or your Where? nieces. Uh, 
you know how you get ready to type of status? Hell to the no. You see, you see what's on your mind? Wait a minute. You see what's on your mind? Live. There you go. All right. Sorry about that, y'all. We apologize. Okay, kid. It's going to turn around. It should. But now hit start live, please. Oh, I'll pay you in snacks. <laughs> Sorry, well, I'm gonna need some no, snacks. Okay, <laughs> but it's like working oh. in. Um, I used to work at a behavioral mm. center for kids, and um, sorry, it's I. I actually like. I've never met kids that really been through a lot. But working there, like L'Oreal will tell you, I used to come home every day and telling about these kids. Like, it really hurt, like, to hear some of the stuff that these kids went through. And it was like, the shit that you watch on TV that, that happened, like, it's really real Lifetime kids. Shit. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. real kids out here going through, through through real shit. Like, imagine talking to, I think, how old was she? Probably, she had to be like 12. And she had already been addicted to heroin at 12. Because her stepdaddy was shooting her up at 7. Mm, that's fucking crazy. Like, that's you crazy. have... Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, it's just like... It's real kids out here going through shit. And it's like, not only that... I looked at... I worked most, mostly more so with the guys. It was like... The one thing I hated about where I worked is like... they, It was, all, it was like jail. It was a level 4 facility. So... Every door locked, like, it ain't no open doors right now. If we walk through that door, it locked behind me. They didn't get to engage with real society. And you got some of them that are there until they're 18, 19. And you really have set them up for what? To be in jail. Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't teach them anything or any type of work or business or anything. You literally just sending them out the door. And they probably going to end up in jail somewhere because they don't know how to survive. All they know is somebody telling them to wake up at 6.30 in the morning and get in the shower. Yeah. Crazy. That's what they used to. Hmm. Well, that was a deep topic. Mm-hmm. Who got the weed? <laughs> oh, now. 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 <laughs> you know, I don't condone drug abuse. <laughs> At all. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I text Merv to come flip the tablet. Please. I don't do. know where Merv is at. It's okay. okay. All right. So, um, I've been going back and forth with a friend of mine. He's a male. Mm-hmm. Double standard. Between men and women. Mm-hmm. I hate the double standard. Mm-hmm. Which will never go away. Mm-hmm. I think it will never ever go away. But I hate a double standard. Mm-hmm. Um, he had posted up a status the other day. He was like, I understand when women come on Facebook and say they single and they lonely and they want a companion. But I don't understand when a man do it. It makes me sick. And I'm like, well, why can't a man do that? Like, he has feelings too. If he's lonely, why can't he say he's lonely? But do you have to say on Facebook that you're lonely? But listen, this is my thing. I don't think anyone should just kind of, oh, I'm lonely. I'm crying. But me, I'm always playing devil's advocate. Like, um, I'm going to try to tie in a double standard with sexuality with black men. Because the tank situation mm, kind of really upset everybody. So that's a double standard in the sexuality because I feel like one black men aren't allowed to explore their sexuality. (laughs) Um, There's a double standard with black men being able to explore their sexuality. When a woman explores her sexuality, when she goes out here and has sex with another woman, you know, eat some vagina or whatever, (laughs) it's it's okay. 
It's not okay. That ain't even. No, no, no. I'm saying. I'm saying. But a woman, a woman could with a man. Okay, okay. So why is it okay? Now I know you say it's not okay, but you know how society would have said it. Yeah. For woman, two females get together, they want to explore, woo, woo, have a little fun. Oh, that's okay. And then she be like, No, I don't want to do that no more. I'm gonna come over here. But if a man wants to explore his sexuality. It's a problem. A it's a double standard. I've been saying, listen, this is a double. I'm always going to play devil's you know advocate because you it's just a, be able to enjoy the one double standard that you do have in your favor. I'm not going to say yay or nay. I'm devil's advocate. I'm going to be the devil's advocate. Why can't a black man? Explore his sexuality. Sexuality is sexuality. Is it says it's like for this. I listen to a lot of other sex podcasts. There are black men who are heterosexual who say, "Hey, I like for my salad to be tossed. I like for my woman to eat my ass." Then that, that, that's completely different from a man yeah. getting fucked in the ass. Okay, but that's what yeah. you're talking about. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, but no, but I've heard other men say, oh, if a woman touches my ass, that's gay. Well, why is it gay if a woman touches your ass? Because the definition well, of gay is two people of the same sex. I'm always going to play those advocates. Well, opinions are like I mean, you know. You know what? Men, if you want to explore your sexuality, be more than open. Go ahead, do whatever you. I don't want you. If you don't explore your sexuality and then been fucking with another nigga, I don't want you. You can do whatever you want to do. I just know a man that I'm dealing with, it's just not happening. So a man that's being honest with you and saying, "Hey, at a young age, I explored my sexuality. I realized that I did not like this over here. I am strictly heterosexual, but I did that." Nah, no, bro. You against it? <laughs> no. Okay. My man said you can't come back. Can't from come back. No, you can't, you can't come, come back. back. Just from telling me I'm laughing because at the end of the day, your ass is gonna get mad and you are gonna fuck around with your fucking ass. Yeah. yeah. No. Is that what's gonna happen? That's what's gonna happen. Are you gonna Are you gonna think about his ass being bent over on all fours? He made me fall down too, didn't he? Yeah. Exactly. He went. So if a man gets hair from another man, he can't come back from that. He's gay. Why? He's gay. Yes. I've gotten hair from women. I'm not gay. Ain't gonna come back from this. <laughs> no, God, listen. Yeah. I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I get it. It's a double no, standard. It is, it is a double standard. It's a double standard. Michael Myers, like, you want some hit? I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask y'all this question. Be right back. Uh, Hold your knife. Me and Murder was involved in a conversation. Oh, I thought you were gonna say something else. Oh, wait a minute. Now, hold on. Let me play the moon on. He might just shoot it. So, she was saying that if her man came to her and said, I don't even know how we got to talk about that shit. But she was like, if her man came to her and said, hey, I want you to fuck me in the ass. She would feel like, okay, he's comfortable and he wants me to do it. He trusts me. I don't need to judge him. I'm just going to do it. And I'm like, you do realize you got a gay ass man on your hands, right? Right. And she's like, no, I don't. I think that says a lot about our relationship that he trusts me to do that to him. He trusts you. Okay, so I got a question. I got a question because I there are men that I know that likes anal play. Pegging. Pegging. 
Because that's where scientists <laughs> say your G spot is at. <laughs> well, you know what? It's in your ass. I can't uh, speak. I don't about never know. <laughs> <laughs> it feels great for anybody in the room that has not tried it. What pagans? No. Well, we said pagans and ass. Just say. Oh, I don't go down that. I'm just saying. I don't go. Don't down. don't knock it until you try it. I would. Guys, not I suggest you not try that. <laughs> but um, it it just yeah, it's it's a different feeling. I will not get to will not. Well, I'm just saying it's it's yeah. different. I mean, we've always said on the show, Debbie likes anal. She won't have sex with a woman. I, I don't like anal. I'll get hair from a Fuck woman. Like, no. It would. Is. <laughs> no. I've come across a few women who just slapping and they're like, hey, you know, I like it in the ass. But it's not an every sex. It's not an every time you have sex thing though. Like that's not no something that you do every night. We fucking tonight. Let me really make it right. No, we're not doing that. Because there is a double standard when it comes to sexuality. (laughs) So, if you had a son, Rain, (laughs) and your son (laughs) wanted to explore his sexuality. This nigga getting fucked up. Why? See, that's why why a lot of black people don't come out of the closet because of stuff like that, Rain. I I mean, it is. (laughs) Damn, you're looking alike. Nah, let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you like a partner of mine told me. He said he has two boys and a girl. Mm-hmm. Before he had kids, he said, if my son is gay, uh, I'm going to beat that shit out. I'm going to beat his ass. <laughs> I'm going to beat the gay right on out of him. That's what he said. So, uh, shout out to you, OG. Um, but mm-hmm. for me... You can't beat the gay out of nobody. You can't beat the black out of nobody. He wasn't up for a debate with him. <laughs> that, that, that nigga wasn't about to debate this shit. Hell no. <laughs> you know, I'm, you, I'm just saying. So, it is, it is, is it a standard with... So, basically, if your kids come out and say they're gay, y'all gonna disown their ass. It's more acceptable. It's a double standard. It's a double standard. And some of these double standards we accepted. But we shouldn't because it has... Like negative effects on kids, mm-hmm. like a lot, especially black kids, boys, girls. But it goes to, to do you think? Out. Do you think? Do you think people are born gay? Honestly, I do. Okay. I do. That really? I, I do, and this is why I say okay. <laughs> I we gonna, we gonna yeah. disagree, but this is why I say that. I say I believe they're born gay because if you could be straight. And live an easier yeah. life. Right. They would. And they some a lot of them try. And they just not can't. That's the not rest. them. Mm-hmm. That's like somebody telling you, don't be a rapper. And you try not to be a rapper. But that's in you. That's like someone telling you not to dress as fresh as you do. And your suits and your top. But that's in you. That's a part well, of you. That's, well, that's, well, that's, that's a part of you. No, no, no. I'm just saying. We need to come out of the house. It's a part of them, though. A lot of rappers are out there getting fucked in the ass too. But I'm just saying we have to quit. We have to quit that because that is we're up here talking about mental health. We're talking about depression. A lot of our kids are out here depressed because they can't be who they are because they know their parents are gonna hate them. A lot of the boys I dealt with at work that was one of the issues that they had. Um, I had one that I met and he was adopted by a family that were like really religious and like they just was not going for it mm-hmm. like and he tried to keep like I'm talking about somebody motor oil he done drunk motor oil 
Like, he tried to kill himself different times. Like, but it's like, you have to accept people for who they are. Like, even your kids. But a lot of oh, kids that... So, you're saying the kids are exposed to homosexuality well, and well, make and them this, a homosexual. I mean, 2019, they see it everywhere. Now. I mean, it's they normalized. do. So, even if you had... Uh, even if a little boy had the slightest idea mm-hmm. he wanted, he had that little inkling of feeling, he turned on TV, now he's gay because okay, he's Okay, so question. Okay. Heterosexuality has been out there for forever. Mm-hmm. And there was gays for forever. Right. I do agree homosexuality is in our face every day. There are some things I don't agree with. Why turn cartoon characters gay? We don't need right. Elsa with a girlfriend in Frozen 2. We don't need that. These kids are young, but I don't think... That happened? Yeah, I was just about to say, really? Well, I heard they, they were saying Elsa was going to have a girlfriend and a lot of stuff came up and I think Disney changed their mind. That's crazy. But, I mean, I, I do think exposing kids to stuff can have an effect on them. But I do believe that people are born who they are. And if they're gay, I do believe they came out the womb that way. I feel like if I did have a child, no, I wouldn't disown them. Yes, I want them to come to me after that. It'll it'll be a one-on-one. So would they be able to bring their spouse to the house? Like Shit, no. It would be. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But I said what would would happen. I will not disown you. Yes. I want you to come to me. We'll have a discussion. Mm-hmm. Everything else will fall right in there. You going to beat them? I'm going to do three things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to disown them. Right. So you I want them to come, come to me. To me. Mm-hmm. And, we'll, and discussion so we're going to have one on one. And that's it. Your child no. says, Daddy, Daddy, this is me. I love this person of the same sex. This person makes me happy. This person makes me a better person. Shut up, Simon. <laughs> You're really lobbying here. Are you really playing devil's advocate right here? You're playing a little bit. Lobbying hard. But I'm just saying because we've sat up here and we've talked about mental health. Mm-hmm. We've talked about depression. we talked about how things have affected us as kids. Now we're being that negative effect on kids. If nah, we say it's a difference. No. It's life situations that you got to deal with. Now life situations, shit you ain't even asked for. You know what I mean? It's just the hand you dealt. But as far as you coming to me saying you want to eat some pussy, no. You think that they're just choosing to do that? Yeah, I ain't rolling with that. Now I'm not gonna disown you as my child. I wouldn't disown my daughter, but you're not breaking that shit in my house. Like, it's like my parents. They have rules. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Y'all want to smoke and do drugs? You do that outside the house. Mm-hmm. You're not bringing that in the house. Smoking right. weed, eating pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying the principle. Yeah. Like, so you're not bringing that shit in the Smoking house. Smoking weed and eating pussy kind of do go hand in hand. It's kind of light. It's like, you want to be outside the house and doing that? Right. I ain't going to disown you, but we having a family deal. You can't bring no shit around here. I'm going to be but honest. I wouldn't want my kids to be homosexual. I would not. However, yeah. if they were, if right. they were, I'm not going to disown them. I'm bring your spouse here so I can cuss them out. Let them know, hey, you touch mine, I'm going to touch you. If this what makes mm. you happy, this is your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here... You know, to tell you don't do this. I'm not gonna love you any less. You at the end of the day, you are my child. I made you. I cared you for now. Much. I, that's do a be to happy. And fathers. Right. Be yeah, be. But but that means that could possibly mean that you're gonna be missing out on a lot of time with your child. Mm-hmm. Well, listen. Are you are you ready to do? But are you okay with that though? We've spent some good years together. You know. Do you have kids? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah he, has, he, he has one. You, you, you see. I'm guessing. You have, shit. You have children. Mm-hmm. You have sons. I'm How would you? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I'm not comfortable with it, obviously, but, you know, maybe, like you said, because because I knew my father wasn't in my life, yeah. I don't know how I would treat that. Like, I can't picture my life without my kids. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't think any parent want their child to deal with anything that's going to make their life harder. You know what I mean? We're all black. Our kids are already going to have it tough being black. Adding gay on top of that yeah, makes it harder. Sure. No one would want that. But I'm not just not going to disown my kids for saying this is who I love or I'm out here exploring my sexuality. Hell, I'm exploring my sexuality. I wouldn't even, listen, I, I couldn't even come, my daughter 14, I couldn't even come out the room and see her kissing another uh, a dude mm-hmm. in the crib, more or less another uh, uh, girl. Yeah. Hey, right. When she had sleepovers, they can't even sleep in the bed together. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't play that shit. Have you ever had a threesome? Me? Yeah. Two girls. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the difference? I'm in the car. What's the difference? I'm, I'm, you you sleep with somebody else. You just let somebody else's daughter, daughter, daughter kiss another girl. You didn't stop you, it. And they you, chose to do that, and they came. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do with that. That's between them and their parents. <laughs> me, as for me and my household. <laughs> You know, I can't tell nobody, and I would never try to tell nobody how to raise their kids because everybody is different. Everybody know who they are. Everybody know how they will be able to deal with it. And like Rain said, it probably is a little bit different from others because we don't know our babies. Actually, clarify, I had a threesome with two sisters. Oh, so that was kissing. Hold on, did they kiss each other? You didn't give a damn if they were taking sisters. He didn't give a damn if they were real sisters. He did not. I mean, I feel a hundred percent like if my child was a, there'd be no gayness in my house. Yeah. <laughs> like, like when you come to my work, like but when you come in, it sounds like a side of the There'll be no gayness. <laughs> like not for my like for in my house. <laughs> you feel me? Like and that's I mean I don't, I don't want to speak anything ill on my on my child, but I mean same way anything like. You ain't finna bring no crack up in here. You ain't finna bring no low light. You ain't no crack. You ain't bringing the same sex in my house. And you're not bringing the same that, sex. It's not no. It's just not gonna happen here. Yeah. Yeah. You can do what you want to in your house. But I have to respect if I come to your house. Mm-hmm. But shit, when you come here, no game. Take, can't come. And take your shoes off. Oh. Okay, so what happens if you find out you thought that this was just a friend or a homeboy that's been coming and then they tell you that they've really been dating? What if you find out Rain gay? Yeah. Come on, man. Well, I'm just saying. saying. What, if Rain, what if Rain just... Hold on, hold on. What if Rain just... What if Rain the fuck is... Rain, have a good... No, I'm just like, what the fuck is that? I'm just saying. I think we talked about that before. Like... Somebody yeah, asked me, like, what if you find out, like, one of your friends was gay? I mean, how he has sex ain't got nothing to do with me, but it changes the whole dynamic of our relationship. Why? He don't want to have sex with you. It don't matter because I'm thinking in the back of my head now, like, okay. But he, a lot of gay oh, men are friends with straight men that they don't even find attractive. No, still he cool. don't want your booty. Nah. He wants your friendship. He don't fuck around and mess around and bump into him one day, he gonna put it on. And then he do it. It is question. Are you homophobic? Nah, I don't listen. Yes. Nah, here's the thing with me. Um, I don't have a problem with how people choose to have mm-hmm. sex. What I have a problem with 
Don't force that shit on me. So what if you know your friend's not forcing it? And I get that. I, I'm the same way. But what if your friend just says, hey, I'm gay? He's not forcing it on you. He don't want you. Like he I just said, wants your friendship. We're cool, but it changes the dynamic. Wow. Okay, so now yeah. here, so you know how we're having the conversation about your friends been able to come to you. So what if your friend comes to you and like they've really been going through it and nobody really knows what's been going on with them and they come to you and they tell you like this is what's been going on with me. Like I'm really struggling with the fact that I like men. Like Shit, nigga. <laughs> Shit, nigga. <laughs> I, I can't even help you with that, huh? Like, you, I mean, they, I, as again, a friend, but if they're your friend. Like, if we they, still cool. So, are you talking them through this? I'm not finna, because now we can't talk about the same thing. Because you don't you know want me. Like, yeah, I can't do them Like, I, I told a story, like, I got close friend of the family is gay. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it's coming up. I, I had broke down one time. Like driving, and I was like probably like a mile and a half, two miles from the hood, and it's raining. He's roll up, hey, you need a ride? Yeah. He was like, shit, you want me to drop you off right here by the park? No, nigga, pull up in the heart of the hood so niggas see me getting out the car. And they know it ain't shit. Because if you drop me off down yeah, here at the park, then I'm the nigga got this nigga dropping him off. Like, no, like, I don't have a problem with people being gay. Don't just keep that over there. I'll keep what I got going on over here. But I ain't homophobic. Mm-hmm. Respect it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Just thin line, though. Yeah, it's a thin line. Between love and gay. Just don't. Oh, oh, shit! No, <laughs> <Yo>, shit. <laughs> I was thinking as far as me in my household. There'll be no gay? No, not there'll be Drop no gay. Drop your gay at the door. Drop your gay at the door. Oh my god. Please don't. Gay don't need to be in the title. Yeah, they ain't gonna yeah. 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 The yeah. LGBT gonna light you up, David. Yeah. Um, listen, you already got them coming for me. Oh, yeah. This girl will see me. After her. The, oh, yeah. the whole beat face mm-hmm. and goatee bothers me. Beat face and goatee. Like, why your eyebrows stay got your your um bronze? Who doing that? A lot of dudes wear makeup, and but they keep their beard and they contour around their beard. Yeah. So like, I they just so I'm she was sending me she was sending me pictures, and I'd be like, bro, and they started. Send me free requests. Yes! They contour around it. What does that mean? Contour? Yeah. You don't like to know. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's makeup. Mm-hmm. How like, you know, the face be all Well, you have a daughter, so you might need to buy her a contour kit. But okay. it's, just, it's just contouring your face. Yeah. You making everything stand out. All right. I got a question. Another one that's on this list. That's on the docket. David, did you have any? Did you bring any? No. Huh. Black men in their pride. Because mm-hmm. y'all got a lot of it. <clears throat> I mean, everybody's probably say yeah. But but y'all take it to an extreme. Y'all don't want help from nobody. I do this on my own. Who do the black men talk to? Like you know, we talk to our friends about it. Who do y'all talk to? Well, it say he got rain. Yeah, right. people you trust. So I mean, who do you talk to? Do you feel like you can go to people event? Certain people, and, and you got certain homeboys for certain different things. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't call. This homeboy for this yeah. type of topic because he's right. not really on that mm-hmm. kind of level. You know, I mean, you got your friends where you can really go deep with. Mm-hmm. You got some you stay on the surface. You know, yeah. some people you talk about sports. You but know? do you really feel like 
when you do go to these certain people's event about whatever it is that they're like truly because some people will listen to run back to the next person oh, yeah. and some people will listen to truly be that like you say you gotta have somebody that you trust and yeah. usually it's not a lot of people and that's the that's the thing about it. You might have one or two. Mm -hmm. Some people only got one. Yeah. Most people got none. Yeah. You know what I mean? For most of the dudes I know. Because I know, I know people that, you know, they won't even tell me certain stuff. Mm -hmm. Or only go in certain type of detail. Because, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, just a, it's just in the man to feel like you got to handle it. It's on you. Mm -hmm. it's, if you're a man, you feel like that. you just like, Do you I, think that comes from childhood? You're a no, though. Like, I've been knowing this nigga over a decade. Ain't nobody ever came back and told me nothing I told him. You know what I mean? So can I call you? I'm, I'm, I take pride in, in not being a nosy nigga. I don't, I don't, I, I've heard and been told so much shit because I'm not trying to find out. I'm not curious. Mm -hmm, I'm not exactly. asking you anything. Mm -hmm. You find out more that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a curious person at all. If it don't got nothing to do with me, I don't really need to do nothing. Debbie, I would ask you if you got someone to vent to, but you call me. You don't need to do nothing. Yeah, you do. I got shoes. I got this one. I got that one. Debbie calls everybody in the contact list. Listen. <laughs> shit, no. Let, and I know what's about to happen. Hey, honey bun. So, tell me why. And I'm like, oh, shit. Hold on, yeah. child. Let me get comfortable. Yeah. Mm. But no, I just have. All those feelings. I just have, huh? So all those feelings. Yeah, I just have like three people I can vent to. This is one of them, my best and friends, best friend Tanisha, and the other one, my other best friend. But he passed away. But he was my male best friend, and I can go to him for anything. Like when I wanted to catch my dude cheating, I pick him up at two a.m. in the morning. He like this dumb as hell, low, but Let's go. Let me ask y'all this: What y'all feel about black men? Y'all feel like black men ain't got too sensitive? Yes. Definitely mm -hmm. can agree. Mm -hmm. Some sensitive niggas. I had to cuss one out earlier today. Damn. I told cause he was like, you can't take a joke. I was like, nigga, you ain't Kevin Hart. You ain't funny. Huh? <laughs> What's it? Did he say? <laughs> okay, let me read it. And then you okay. tell me if I'm good. Yeah. 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 You know, sometimes you can. This is a me? Yes, you okay. can. Because right. it, it could be. It could be me? It could be you. Really? Yes. Tell me. Huh? Yes, ma'am. I know it can be me. I ain't okay. gonna lie. Okay. What that text said. Oh, please. Okay. I'm holding. Here it is. And this is someone who I've been cussing out since August, and he keeps coming back. We're going there. You all right, I'm fucked? Hell no. Why he keep coming back? I don't well, know. I was about to say, if you want to cut him out, go ahead and fuck him. I don't want to fuck. Wait a minute. He's coming back. Uh, niggas put up with a lot of shit. Until. Damn, I didn't even see that. Oh my God. <laughs> niggas put up with a whole lot of shit. You could really fuck him away. Yeah. <laughs> you can make him fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. I would just like to say that I don't throw my vagina around town. <laughs> Mm. And if I girl, just be a little loud. No, I don't. Like I don't be yeah, having relations with everyone. But when I do, they come back. All right. So he texts me. <laughs> well, he he commented upon something on my Facebook because I was like, "Well, we about to eat it," and he was like, "He was gonna take me. I eat whatever." <laughs> And so then he was like, something about, oh, I must got a nigga. That's why I wasn't responding back to him. And I was like, I don't have one, but my private life is my private life. And then he's like, yeah, okay. And then I said, it's not, I told him, I said, it's not my job to make you believe me. And if you feel I have a nigga, why you want to meet me? And then he said, first off, who the fuck you talking to like this? <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah, he said, first 
uh, who the fuck you talking to like that? Why you can't take a joke? The fuck? And I replied back, I'm not talking to you any type of oh. way. I merely stated what I thought and asked you a question. But if simple statements like that throw you for a loop, then you clearly need to go elsewhere. And I don't know you, so how am I to know you're joking? But you have a good day. When I tell you to have a good day, that means get the fuck off my phone. I am done with you, okay? That nigga was heated. So then he replied back, okay. So he says, okay, and I go on about my business. So then he texts me back, why are you like this? Are you okay? Huh? You been through some BS. <laughs> That's what he texts me. I said, laughing emoji, you niggas are hilarious. Block that nigga. I said, I don't need $40. Right. I'm going to talk to you anyway. Oh, damn, I'm dying. Yeah, and then he replies back. I still want to meet your chocolate ass. I said, I, 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 I still want to meet your chocolate. You you like punishment? This is like this guy that I was talking to at the you Pentagon. Never, I've, nev- I've never I've never had a tosser and handle that for you. Huh? Toss another pussy. That's the only way. You know. I'm not gonna fuck him. I don't want to fuck him. I don't want exception. No, I cannot make an exception. Is Women I make don't exceptions in their lives. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, everyone want who's him. fucked has fucked into someone yeah. they considered an exception. Right? Mm-hmm. Have you fucked an exception? Yeah. Yeah, she don't did. Yeah, you don't even lie. 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 Exception in, yeah. yeah. He need yeah. his ass beat. Yeah. Well, then women have exceptions. Yeah. You women have exceptions and call their pussy exceptional. I said women have exceptions and then they also call their pussy exceptional. Get something to eat and then block him. Like I do go out just for free food. Let him eat. You know I mean? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you said, wait a minute. You said Michael Myers can give you some hair, but this gentleman. Oh, 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 Michael Myers don't even text. At least the nigga texts. Yeah, you. Text. No, I don't want him. You just said, put your blades down, Michael. You can have this. <laughs> yeah, this guy's gonna go take you off for of biscuits and motherfucking whatever. Yeah. And you're not gonna. Let no, him no, him because him. because he just like if I'm literally just like disrespecting you every time I talk to you, but yet you like I still want to see your chocolate. My nigga, I'm disrespecting you. Like when I see, I can just play hard again. I'm not playing hard. Telling him, hey, listen, I'm not interested. Well, me, yeah, I'm not. That's what women go yeah. wrong because it's easy as. Yeah, because like, sometimes I'm not interested. A lot of times I do tell him I'm not interested, and then there are those days. And Debbie, you have had them because I'm on the phone with you when you had yours. Yeah, we like to have a little fun, right? And like to flirt a little. Uh, yeah, like, but do you have to set when you ignore messages? Like, do you have to set the nigga that keeps sending messages? Do you have to set like nigga like, not interested? Okay, I was gonna send this screenshot to you the other day to see if it was me, but it's not me. It's him. This dude I was talking to, he works for the Pentagon. But I told him. I don't want I don't want him because he's lame. He's corny. He does not excite me. And I told him I don't want you. He's like, LOL, okay. So what are you doing today? So I text him, I said, I'm clearly gonna block you because you're a fucking idiot. Like I'm disrespecting you. 
That and I think that's what he's saying because he's like, I work for the Pentagon. Yeah, yeah. I dress nice. I was like, I'm gonna I get Pen- I get Pentagon pussy. But you know what? The thing is, we've had this conversation before. Like, the relationship is just different when you dating somebody that's a nine to five. In a street sense, like the love is different. Like yes. they, it's the dick is different too. You gotta find the best of both worlds. Yeah. So yeah. I need a Russell Wilson with like an AK for What? <laughs> and I think that's my problem because I'm used to dealing with street dudes, dudes with a type of aggressiveness to them, carry themselves a certain type of way, or whatever, and then like these. I, as we like to call them. Nine to five. Nine to five is coming around. I'm like, eh, no. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's not right. Like when he used to say it, it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> at least y'all know. Yeah. But it's okay. You know, it's just different. Like, you know, like, they can pick you up like, I'm going to make a play right quick. You're like, okay. No. We you know. ain't never want to make a play? First oh, okay. I, I had, listen. I know you broke for I have. Oh, 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 I have. Play yeah. down. I don't want a nigga that's about to go make a play. No. Y'all been sitting in the trap house. Stop it. I have. Yeah. Have the money? Yeah. I've been there. So. I'm not doing that now. Right. Let me help you get this shit together, babe. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. So. It's must. It must be like a thrill factor or something. No. It was just mm-hmm. the life. Like the one. Like. There's one in particular, like, I still deal with, but he's out of that life now, but when he was in it, and even when he's out of it, he's still kind of the same person. Like, even when he was in prison and my best friend died, my ex was there, and and physically it didn't give a damn about me, but when I emailed him and told him what happened, he emailed me back, you know, they got the core links, and he was like, what time can I call you because I know you're going through it right now. And, like, even though he was locked up, he was still there for me as much as he could be. Mm-hmm. And then when he got out, he was still there for me. Like, it wasn't excitement. It was the fact that... The loyalty he, is different. The loyalty. And even though he was in the streets, he was smart as hell. We could talk about anything, music, politics, whatever was going on. We would argue about the laws and stuff and whatnot and all kind of stuff. And he would teach me, like, you know, business stuff because he owns businesses now. So I would come to him with ideas and stuff. And he'd be like, well, hey, well, did you look at this? Did you look at that? Go look at this article. Read this book. Come back and tell me what you think. Well, let me see your business well, you plan. You just looking for a smart nigga. Oh. No, it wasn't just. I do like smart niggas because hell, I'm smart. Even though I don't, people may not think I'm smart as hell. <laughs> but I mean, I skipped the grade, graduated with honors, top ten percentile, whatever. But you know, it's not just that. It's just clicking, you know. And then I. Oh, you going to DJ? DJ Rain is at Legends tonight. You gonna oh, yell yeah. at the people? Where you no, at? Yeah, epic tonight. Okay. What time you gonna be there? I'm supposed to be there at nine. Okay, okay. tell Larry to come through. through. Huh? You gotta go to crew first? Yeah. Tell her to come through. Okay. So we can finish this up. But no, it's not just, it's just clicking. You know, when you click with someone mentally and are able to have conversations with them, it's different. It's a different type of vibe. Dudes now don't like to have conversations. They don't know how to hold conversations. They can't talk about different Mm -hmm. topics. So. And women too. There are women like that too. Yeah. You got some pretty dumb motherfuckers out here. Well, if he had a time, it wouldn't Yeah. But we appreciate you guys coming and having this delightful conversation. I do want to do a part two. And the part two, I want to bring in some women and just let y'all have a conversation with a bunch of other women. Would y'all be willing to come back and do that? Shit, too. I know you would. I know you would. Simon, you're, you're a great conversationalist. 
Let's do it. All right, so do y'all want to tell the listeners, you know, where they can find you if you want them to find you on social media, we'll do all the other type of stuff. No? Good. Follow Looseness. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Looseness Podcast on Instagram at Looseness Pop. Uh, email us at looselipspodcast at gmail.com. Lips is with two, two S's. S's. Follow me on Instagram at MissFierce86. Deb is at DebCakes86. We got like maybe two or three more episodes and then we're wrapping up yeah. season three. Then season four will come back at the top of the year. Make sure you subscribe to us on anchor.fm um the apple podcast um little purple app on your phone if you got an apple phone um spotify shout out to all of our listeners thank you to everyone that listened to us in different countries i don't know if y'all speak english and if you understand us but thank you for listening just laugh we hear us laugh yeah just go with the flow <laughs> if y'all want to send us any questions because we're going to do this uh episode we're going to do another part two and we're going to bring in some women and we're just going to let them have at it merv anything you want to say to the people all right, we're here at the gym complex, and thank you guys for listening and tuning in to our Facebook Live. And hope you guys have a great week whenever you listen to the show. Bye. Bye.